You're listening to Jet Nation Radio, the official podcast of JetNation.com. The largest independent fan site in the NFL. Be sure to check out our forums and talk all things Jets with thousands of other diehard Jets fans. Now, to get you up to date on all the latest Jets news, notes, and quotes, here are your hosts, Dylan Terriman and Alex Barallo. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Jet Nation Radio. Uh, This is a special episode, as uh, today we are airing live with a special guest, and I would first like to... Just wish everyone a happy Memorial Day weekend to all those who have served and have made this day possible for us in this great country. We appreciate your service and your sacrifice. So, ladies and gentlemen, very excited to say that we do have a special guest, and today we will, we will be joined by Emery Hunt from the Football Game Plan. Uh, he is in the studio already, so let's not waste any time and let's get the man of the hour online. Hi, Emery. This is Alex from Jet Nation. How are you? I'm doing fine, guys. I appreciate you bringing me on. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time, especially on a holiday weekend. Uh, I know you're a busy, busy man, but we do appreciate it. Uh, Today it will be you and I. Um, Dylan has some arrangements and uh, couldn't join us, but he did give me a couple uh, questions that uh, he wanted me to throw your way for today. And, uh, I know you've got enough, uh, you know, experience watching this game that you can handle anything. So, uh, but before we go into that, um, I'd like for you to uh, just take a moment for those who have not listened to Emery. He's uh, been on our show a couple times, and uh, you are the owner of Football Game Plan. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that before we get into the Jets? You know, we're the one-stop shop for the football fan. We started back in 2007. Um it's approaching 15 years, and we're excited about it. You know, we cover everyone equally, from the NFL to Canadian football to USFL to the women's tackle football leagues, all that good stuff like that, college football, all levels. Um, and also I'm a color commentator as well, so you'll see me doing some, some broadcasts, uh, you know, during the fall on ESPN3. Uh, you'll see me at Monmouth. You'll see me at Morgan State, Georgetown, some other places as well. So we kind of cover it all, um, you know, and I also do stuff with CBS Sports HQ. So you'll see me kind of all over the place all throughout the calendar year because, like I said before, we cover a little bit of everything and we cover it equally. And, and football game plan is the space where folks can um, get their football fixed. And, and I'll be remiss to say that we do have the largest draft guide in draft guide history out right now. Um, it's still functional right now for guys that want to know more about the undrafted free agents and potential people that will sign. Uh, free agent deal still as we're into the summer at footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide, over 1,000 individual scouting reports. Wow, that is so cool. Very exciting to hear about um, the ESPN and, uh, you know, your CBS platform um, that you've got going on right now. Um, like Emery just said, folks, one-stop shop. you got to check out his website. Tons and tons of content there. Uh, you know, for everybody, it seems like, if you like a little bit of, uh, you know, a mix or variety with your sports, definitely got to go check it out. So, Emery, I'm going to jump right into it. And uh, the first thing I'd like to do is i just like to get your opinion on the overall assessment of the Jets this offseason with their free agent acquisitions. 
how do you think that they've done? And is there a particular player that they've signed that intrigues you that you think might be able to help our roster uh, right away? You know, I think they've done a, a really good job, to be completely honest, man. And I feel like when you look at the two deep of the Jets um, and you're building it out forward, you're looking at, okay, what did they bring in via free agency and what they're able to fill in via the draft. When you talk about free agency, you're talking about uh, Sheldon Rankins. When he's healthy, that's someone that's a really good player uh, up front. It kind of helps you up front along the defensive line. Then you look at going in the secondary. DJ Reed is a solid matchup corner. Really good skill set. Very impressed with him. Um, so those two initial free agents outside of, you know, what they did at tight end with Conklin and Uzama, those are significant targets for Zach Wilson. We saw him have success with the tight end during preseason when he had Tyler Croft there, um, and he had a, a pretty good connection going back and forth. Then you bring in, you know, um, two tight ends, two legit targets that can catch and run, and then we saw Zama come off a fantastic year. We know Constant has the ability to work himself open and get down the field. So the free agent part of things, I thought, really set the table for what we can expect these guys to do, you know, this season. Also, Jordan Whitehead, another one, um, just a really good player. Mm-hmm. Getting better in, um, is always a thing. I know they brought rankings in last year, but, you know, him being healthy is going to be huge for, for the defensive line. But I do like um, Whitehead and what he's able to do, what he was able to do down there in Tampa. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a theme that we've been talking about here on Jet Nation is how Joe Douglas and company have been addressing the weaknesses of this roster and trying to improve them the best way that he can. Um, You hit it right. You know, the tight end room should be very much improved compared to the last group that we had. And then on the back end of the defense, which was very, very important, um, the Jets were uh, one of the the bottom-ranked defenses in the league. They let up over 500 points last year. So bringing in some veterans like Reed and Whitehead should definitely bolster up the defense on the back end. So I like that a lot. Uh, Also, you know, let's get right into this right here. Um, I think one of the most exciting uh, aspects of the offseason for the Jets, you know, we get really, really into the free agency and, you know, we put on our notifications. We're trying to find out, you know, where the rumors are and who's going to get signed. But, you know, football Christmas is the draft. And the Jets had a really, really good opportunity to try to improve uh, their roster right away. Joe Douglas gets very aggressive and comes away with three first-round picks. So I want to go right into that um, and find out who do you like best of the, the top three selections the Jets had, and who do you think has the highest ceiling? You know, I, I like the Saul Gardner pick for obvious reasons. It gives you a matchup corner, a, a guy that can press, that has very good ball skills, good length, and the right temperament to play out there on the, on the perimeter. So for me, you know, getting him um, just adds to what they were building with Michael Carter, what they were building with, you know, um, Paul that they drafted two years ago. I, I, I love the Jets draft the last two seasons. So they are a young football team and adding more talent in a young roster, um, this is that you saw get better from a competitive standpoint toward the back end of the season. The the Sauls Gardner, Bryce Hall, and DJ uh, not DJ Reed, Michael Carter, the second, um, really good, really good players, man. I'm excited to see them 
progress. And even Brandon Echols, you know, again, another speedy guy that can cover, uh, had some moments last year. This was a very good player to add to a young, talented secondary that's going to be even better. And, you know, Brees Hall is a good pick too because I also love the Michael Carter pick last year. So now you have a significant one-two punch in the backfield. And I just think that those two picks, even though uh, Brees Hall was a second-round pick, that, to me that's the first-round talent that they got in round two um, to pair up with another guy that has great elusiveness and great ability in Michael Carter. So I, I'm excited about this Jets team. I know they're young, but, man, when you have you, – you can't go wrong with talent and being able to stack talent on a roster, no matter how young you are, it's going to be tough to, to really, um, you know, game plan against a team that has that much talent on both sides. Right on. And, you know, rumor has it that the Jets were not done after they had made that final or that third selection with Jermaine Johnson, that they were still trying to make a move to get back in to go get Brees Hall. So that just shows you how much they valued him as well. And, I'm in agreement. I've been really wanting the Jets to improve their run game and use a premium pick on the back. I know the narrative says otherwise, but we've seen success with other teams and past Jets teams when they have a strong running game and they can back it up with a good defense. They usually find themselves, you know, being more competitive and, and give them more opportunities to try to win the game. So really, really excited uh, about the first two nights that the Jets had. And uh, the one-two punch, I think, is going to be uh, a pleasant surprise for hopefully years to come for this offense. And that's definitely going to help Zach Wilson as he progresses as well. All right, Emery. So I have a question here uh, that Dylan uh, wanted to ask you. He's not able to join us today. But he was wondering, how excited should the fans be for the combo of Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore for Zach and uh, for Zach's future? You know, they should be excited, man, because both guys got great ability. And uh, we saw more last year start to, to really be that, that guy that Zach Wilson can go to in a clutch situation. Still have Corey Davis there. I still believe in Denzel Mims. And you bring in a Garrett Wilson, you know, who I feel like is a lot more physical than giving credit for. So you have guys that will go up and fight for the football. You have guys that can do things after the catch that look to score the ball. Um, and that's only going to be helped by what they added at tight end. From a personnel perspective, along with the, the type of guy that they brought in, it makes a lot of sense. They, they've gotten tougher, I think, on the perimeter uh, with both Moore and Wilson and, and how they, they are able to you know go about their business out there uh, in the passing game. Yeah, and I, I know it's interesting because there was a lot of wide receivers that went uh, the first night of the draft. It started with Drake London, and then there was a run uh, to Wilson and Olave. Jameson Williams was traded up for. Uh, so everybody saw an opportunity there to try to get some firepower on their offense, and I'm glad the Jets did not sit and see how the board falls to them. They went out. And I feel that they got a great player. He was my wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson. Love his route running, uh, what he can do after the catch, like you had mentioned. And I think that a pairing like him and Moore, um, they could really, really uh, do well and, and counter off of each other and uh, hopefully, you know, be a nightmare for the opposing defense. 
Uh, I have another yeah. one here, and um, it's quite interesting. If you have another thought, please. No, I was going to say, when you think about um, someone like Wilson, Wilson, I've, I've seen a San Antonio Holmes. I've seen, um, you know, Robert Woods. Either way, you're getting a really good receiver. And we know nowadays you need at least co-number one to really thrive in today's passing game. You don't want to drop off from one, two, or three um, because we know there is a drop off on the other side from a defensive back perspective from corners one, two, and your nickel. So um, adding that guy, number one, who can play inside or outside and does a great deal of things after the catch was a, was a really good pick. Right on. Now, here's something that's very interesting. Uh, you and Dylan have something in common as uh, you were both in attendance for the uh, Reese's Senior Bowl. And uh, Dylan, that was Dylan's first time, uh, you know, representing Jet Nation um, outside the, the radio show. And, um, you know, unfortunately the weather wasn't great for a couple of days there, but he said he loved the experience. And uh, he had a question um, about that. And his question was, which player that attended the Senior Bowl impressed you most? Now, the three that were there were Max Mitchell, Tremaine Johnson, and Jeremy Rucker. I would probably say Jermaine Johnson because of the nature of the, the way one-on-ones are set up. They're heavily slanted toward the defensive side of football in terms of O-line versus D-line. Now, on the other side, when you think about wide receiver versus defensive back, it's heavily slanted toward the receiver. But Jermaine Johnson made the most of his opportunity there. He, he garnered a lot of buzz during the season, and so people were excited about him. Then he gets to the Senior Bowl, and we we all know that once you're down there, everyone watches one-on-ones, whether it's O-line, D-line, wide receiver, DBs. These want to see one-on-ones. They want to see matchups. And so that's a great way for someone to elevate their stock. As much as people don't want to believe it, it's, it's human nature. So I said all I have to say, Jermaine Johnson really made his money by whipping the, the O-lineman every, every rep almost. I would say virtually every rep to the point where it's like, wow, this guy may even go – higher than Kayvon Thibodeau. You start to hear stuff like that coming out the Senior Bowl um, based off what mm-hmm. he was doing in one-on-ones. But that tells you how much of an impact he had and how much the Senior Bowl can help a guy's stock in terms of how people view them based off what you do in two to three practices down there in Mobile. Yeah, Jermaine was one of my top uh, – we did a show where we did our uh, top uh, favorite – five players in this draft and Jermaine was one of them. Uh, I was happy and comfortable to take him at 10. Uh, Like I said, I was not disappointed when they took Garrett Wilson. I kind of thought the philosophy of the Jets were to go in there, you know, take a sauce gardener, get somebody off the edge at 10 and then try to come back and get a wide receiver in the first round. It, you know, the same kind of plan happened just in a different way. And I can definitely say that uh, me and a lot of my friends were very excited when they called up Jermaine's name. And you can never have enough guys to throw into the trenches to try to get after the quarterback. This has become a league where it is a little top-heavy as far as, you know, the passing game and top uh, QB passers, you know, playing in the uh, postseason. So the only way to stop those guys is to have guys that can put them in the dirt. And uh, that's what I'm really hoping that Jermaine can do for this team. Um, just another one of those really, really exciting players. Like you said, uh, a little shocked that, you know, he fell as far as he did. But it, 
it did seem like his value continued to increase as we got closer to draft day uh, with things that he did at the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl, and, uh, you know, through the combine process as well. Okay, so just a couple more questions uh, for you, and then uh, we can wrap it up because I know it's a beautiful day out there, and I'm sure you've got some stuff going on. But uh, let's go see what Dylan had here. So uh, he wanted to ask you, uh, do you think that there's a player on this roster that might be considered a sleeper? And uh, we'll go there, and then I have one last question for you, if that's okay. Yeah, Irvin Charles. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of PSAC broadcasts as well, so I've seen a lot of him at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. He's a former Penn State guy too, but when you talk about someone transferring from a Power 5 and, and playing Division Two ball, you kind of want to make sure the guy instantly stands out. And he immediately stood out just from a physical standpoint, off the bus look, as we like to say. But he plays exceptionally well, too. Um, he's a big wide receiver, 6'4", 220, you know, 225, uh, plays on all special teams, actually cut his teeth special teams at Penn State. But, man, talk about someone that understands how to play above the rim and, and play the big man's game. That's Irvin Charles. You know, a lot of what people like from Lawrence Cajun, what he brought to the table um, as that big option you know, that can go over the middle of the field or can play out on the perimeter, that's Irvin Charles. And, you know, I know he's a bit of an older prospect, but, Man, I'm excited to see him, you know, compete because he gives the Jets arguably their biggest wide receiver. And so he's going to have an opportunity to carve out that role for him. And, and for him coming in, having the ability to play on all special teams really helps out his cause. Um, because if you're going to buy for that last roster spot as a receiver, you have to be able to play special teams, and he has experience there. Um, being guys like Jeff Smith, being an undrafted free agent, make this roster and make an impact, I feel like Irvin Charles is someone that, that people are sleeping on. And also DQ Thomas. I watched a lot of him as well at Middle Tennessee. You know, he's built like – he kind of – he looks like a safety in how he's built, but he plays like a linebacker, kind of like uh, Nasir Ladeen that they have already on the roster. They seem to have that type. Uh, Sherwood was another one that was a safety that has now mm-hmm. turned a linebacker. I could see Thomas being that guy uh, for this class, which tells you what they want to do. They want to say um, – Sound versus a run while in nickel. And if you're going to stay in nickel, you got to be able to cover. And guys like Thomas, Sherwood, and Nezra Ladeen can, can really do both. And so I think Thomas is someone that people will become very familiar with uh, once the pass are coming on. Oh, that, that's really cool. And um, definitely going to be putting them on my uh, radar as, as we go forward, watching our uh, future players. Uh, that we've acquired this year. And, and like you said, Irvin Charles at, you know, 6'4", almost two, 230 pounds, I'm sure he will not be uh, unnoticed when he's out there this summer in training camp. And, uh, you know, we have a special place in our hearts for uh, UDFA wide receivers, you know, especially uh, since we've had the pleasure of watching Wayne Corbett. And uh, we always tend to look at that position group and kind of see who may be the next UDFA uh, wide receiver to emerge and, and maybe try to, you know, shine in the limelight. So very, very cool there. Um, and plus, you know, you got into a little bit of a couple of uh, my favorite guys in Sherwood and Nussel Dean. Uh, I really, really hope these guys emerge in their second year. They were a little buried last year. Both of them got injured at different times, but uh, I do feel that they may have a significant role uh, before it's all said and done. So definitely excited to, uh, 
to see these young players. Jets are really, really building a good foundation for, for years to come. And you got to, you know, build through the draft and do it, you know, with younger guys. So that, that's, a, that's the game plan of Joe Douglas as it seems. All right, Emery, so last question, and then uh, we'll cut you loose here. And um, this is about, you know, offense or defense here. With everything that the Jets have done thus far, uh, what side of the ball do you think that they've improved the most, offense or defense, and, and why do you feel that way? I'm going to say offense because you get the second year of Zach Wilson, things will be a lot slower for him, uh, which, will, which should yield growth. But in conjunction with that, you bring in two tight ends. You bring in an additional running back. Now you have that one-two punch that we talked about. You add some depth, some versatile swing depth along the offensive line. Max Mitchell being a drafted pick uh, gives you that guy that can play either tackle spot. We saw how bad the offense went when that offensive line started to deal with injuries. And you added the receivers that we talked about, Wilson, and you also, you know, now get Elijah Moore in his second season. Um, you still have Corey Davis. And like I said earlier, I'm still a believer in uh, Denzel Mims. I think there is a role for him mm-hmm. on his roster once he gets out the doghouse. So for me, all of those factors, the defense is going to take care of itself because you have a defensive head coach in Robert Sala, and you expect him to have the defense ready to go no matter what they brought in or who they've added. But offensively mm-hmm. is what's, what can have the team being better and push for that seventh playoff spot or that second spot in the AFC East, team will be better. I think they got better on offense this all season. Yes, I definitely improved. Um, I feel that same way about their improvement. Uh, you know, bringing in uh, Lakeland Tomlinson, Pro Bowl guard. Um, they're going to make some adjustments to the offensive line. We're not sure how the tackle position is going to pan out. Um, with the Becton fan situation, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of a competition. So, you know, that's a, an important aspect right there. Um, and like you said, the additions that they've made at tight end, wide receiver, and running back, three focal pieces of this offense for Zach to work with. Um, you know, and, and a lot of guys are coming back, uh, you know, from last year. So there's going to be some maturity, a little bit more understanding of, you know, certain roles in the scheme that uh, LaFleur is going to be uh, unleashing this year. We know last year he was making things maybe a little too complicated for Zach in the beginning. They watered it down and simplified it. He seemed to improve. So now we get to see if they're going to open up the playbook entirely and, and kind of let Zach, you know, Wilson's, uh, you know, training wheels come off and, and let him ride it out. Uh, so, you know, those are just all, you know, if, when, and hopes uh, for us fans. But when we've seen the trajectory of other teams that have been successful, it's usually when guys have a better understanding of what's expected of them. You know, as rookies, you just have to be a sponge and everything is brand new. So you're kind of learning things as you go on the fly, uh, having a year under his belt, you know, we're really hoping that he takes those strides and becomes a much better team. Uh, Emery, uh, any final thoughts? Um, again, really, really appreciate your time, but uh, the floor is yours. If you just want to share anything or maybe talk about something that you've got going on with football game plan, um, the floor is yours, pal. You know, it's the fact that, you know, I, I love the fact that building properly, and I'm a big fan of, of scouting prospects and, and studying these guys all throughout their college career and, you know, in preparation for the NFL draft. So when I see a team putting in work like the Jets have done the last two years, uh, really three years, if you go back to the 2020 class, they have mm-hmm. 
quietly, and I've said this before, I've said this on CBS and I've said it uh, everywhere I've been, if we're just talking about on paper, based on the two and three deep, the Jets have more talent than the New England Patriots do on paper, pound for pound. Now, the difference is that you can trust Zach Wilson to take those steps. But when you look at receiver, when you look at O-line, tight end, running back, and on defense, man, the secondary and what they have within the front seven, uh, John Franklin Myers is an underrated player that's fantastic. We even talk about Michael Clemens, the defensive end from Texas A&M. That's a really good, solid point-of-attack player. You get Carl Lawson back. Uh, so, for me, the Jets depends on whether or not Zach Wilson can take the strides forward. And, again, he doesn't have to be, you know, Lamar Jackson in his second year and win the MVP. He just has to not turn the ball over multiple times a game like he did mm-hmm. in his rookie If he cuts those in half, then they'll win games. And he should win games because they should be able to run the ball even better now that they've improved the offensive line, guys are healthy, and they've increased the, the talent in the backfield. So I am super excited about this, this Jet team, and I just feel like, this division isn't shouldn't be a runaway as it as most of the media is making it out to be with Buffalo mm-hmm. because Miami's better, the Jets have gotten better, and New England is New England, so they'll find a way to make a way. But I think things are a lot closer than what the lay public thinks, um, and I just want to make sure people understand that this team, based off talent, should be a problem for a lot of people in the league this this year. That's exactly what we're hoping for. Um, you know, a lot more competitive football. Uh, the Jets have been making some strides and some steps in certain areas. And uh, each year, you know, they've addressed certain position groups and they continue to look at their weaknesses and try to make them strengths. And uh, I love the competition that's out of the AFC East this year. You've got four young quarterbacks. Uh, the road to the playoffs does look like it seems like you got to get it, get through Buffalo or, you know, just have a – relative and competitive uh, record near the end of the year in order to try to make a wild card spot. But, you know, all arrows are trending up for this team and and they look like they're headed in the right direction for the first time in a long time. So definitely a lot to be excited about. Emery, um, again, thank you so much for your time. We really, really do appreciate it. We love when you come to join us here on Jet Nation. Um, All your takes and your insight is just off the charts. And uh, just have to say, we are uh, really, really glad that you took some time out of your day just to talk some ball with us. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, again, wish you all the best of luck um, and excited to see how this thing plays out, man. That's the beauty about football. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I'll be sure to reach out to you maybe some point later on the season. We'd love to have you back on, maybe, you know, do like a midpoint analysis on, on where we stand after, you know, some games have gotten under our way. Consider it done, man. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Well, go enjoy your day and uh, be well. Thank you once again. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Emery Hunt from the football game plan. Uh, Really, really pumped about that. Love talking ball with him. Uh, Again, you can find his content at football game plan. Uh, you just got to see what he's got going on here. There's so much going on as far as, you know, college and draft stuff. He's always talking ball, X's and O's, uh, really, really educated when it comes to this game. 
And uh, just love the fact that, you know, he gives us a little bit of time to talk about our New York Jets. Uh, really, really cool stuff here. Love doing these interviews with guys like Emery. All right, everybody, this is going to be a shorter show uh, for this uh, week. Uh, Dylan and I might be getting together at some point. We just got to uh, get our schedules aligned. So possibly another show coming. Otherwise, you know, we'll see you Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. at Jet Nation Radio. Don't forget to uh, go check out our website, jetnation.com, one of the most active NFL forums in the league. And uh, would also like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, uh, Mile Social. Go to Mile Social to get your social media's business status improved. Um, They can help you build your website, search engine optimization, all that good stuff. Go to Mile Social and see what they can do for your company today. All right, everybody. Uh, Have a great day. I hope everyone has a safe and fun Memorial Day, and we will talk to you soon. So don't forget to go to JetNation.com. And as always, everybody, let's go Jets. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at JetNationRadio. Glenn is at AceFan23, and Alex is at NYJetsLife24. Until next time, go Jets!